Welcome to the MSU Fantasy Guru Podcast. I am Stephen Lyons, joined by my co-host, Otis Pitt Jr. Otis Pitt, what's going on? Hey, Steve. I'm going to skip all the pleasantries. I'm going to get right to it, my man. What the heck is up with all these injuries, bro? I'm I'm done. Cook. I, I can't. I can't wrap my brains around it, man. What's going on? What's, what's up with you? Yeah, everything's good, man. I, I totally agree. We can start right there, man. Week two was um, just kind of a disaster for injuries, man. A lot of fantasy seasons <laughs> could be up in smokes because of that. And, um, you know, they talked that they didn't want a preseason, but I got to imagine, you know, because of the COVID and, and everything that's going on as far as precautions, man, maybe the athletes just didn't get the proper training. Or, um, you know, attention to training they had been in previous years. And, you know, we're just kind of going from uh, zero to 100, just maybe, you know, catching up. So I hope this isn't a trend. But, man, you know, this it, it was a tough week, too. And you know what? So that's why we always say, you know, like the draft is pivotal. And you never know when guys are going to go down and, you know, the next man up type of mentality. So dudes that I didn't even really envision playing until like bye weeks, I like certified in my lineups, like in week three. So, I mean, this is this is the whole purpose of a draft, man, to see how how well you fared and you see if these reserve guys can kind of, um, you know, step step it up a notch. So here here we are. Yeah, it really, especially for season law, man, it really tests your your GM um, GM skills really to kind of fill the team, you know, you know, week to week, especially when you start losing, you know, multiple you know stars. I mean, it's only week two, so. I'm sure whatever you started with um, come draft night, your roster of them one or two people will look totally different by week 13. So um, <laughs> as you, as you mentioned, man, the, you know, draft build depth and, um, and just, you know, try to manage your team that way throughout the season. So sure. uh, with, with, with that too, what, um, what was your take? I mean, outside of the injuries, what, anything kind of a, a takeaway as far as a, a fantasy standpoint and performances and, and players and anything of that of that so I'm, I'm gonna be a little biased i'm gonna just kind of speak to the guys that's on my fantasy rosters certain guys just aren't getting off the ground like like i kind of imagine um i'm gonna just point pinpoint zach Ertz from a talent standpoint i figure you know he's top two or three at that tight end position in my opinion and like he, he you know he's having a tough go of it and that's probably you know uh a reciprocation of kind of the things going on with the Eagles offense and their injuries and so forth. So it's just certain guys that we kind of envision as marquee dudes that are kind of not, you know, getting off to the start that we envision. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Was any, any things that stand out to you um, as we approach week three? Yeah. A couple of things, man. Cam is the real deal. <laughs> yeah. He is a, he's a bonafide QB one. And if you got him late, man, he's probably depending on how you draft it. You know, he is he's right guy. You know, he's the guy. So um, and I'm kind of happy for him. I think, you know, Cam personally, I mean, gets a lot of, you know, sometimes bad rhetoric because of, you know, maybe how he is. He's kind of flashy. But at the end of the day, man, he's a baller. And, um, yeah. you know, he's flat out lighting it up, you know, in the field. Um, you know, I was watching some of the uh, the uh, some of the sports shows and actually was telling about how his mechanics look a lot better. And so, man, and that's just, you know, great person with fantasy, man. He is he is the run game in New England, so you know, <laughs> you know you could almost plug him as your RB two RB RB three flex uh, yep, going yep. forward. So as crazy as that sounds, so 
Um, that's what stood out. That's what certainly stood out to me, you know, not only week two, but the last couple of weeks. And then also, too, man, the Green Bay offense, I've been, you know, uh, really impressed with them through two weeks. Uh, just seeming like, man, you uh, year two in Matt LaFleur's system, man, those guys are really uh, picking up picking up well, man. It's really been an explosive offense so far this year. So um, those guys like, you know, Rodgers, you know, people saying he was on your do not draft list and, you know, Aaron Jones and all, you know, people make a big deal of their draft. But, I mean, those guys have really been impressive the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, the Aaron Jones guy, he's impressive. I mean, no one told me that he was – I mean, like, this guy's just turning it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so as we go into week three, man, we're um, – Looking at um, you know, our quarterback starts sits, wide receiver starts sits, running starts sits, man. And we'll just start with the quarterbacks, man. Who who you like this week? Okay. So in this column I have three starts, and then I'm gonna throw a, a sleeper out there as well. So right off the bat, I'm gonna go with the guy playing in the Thursday night game. I'm I'm liking Gardner Mishu um against against the Miami Dolphins tonight. Um he is gonna push the ball down the field with, with reckless abandon and and He's going to put points on the board. So I, I like him fantasy-wise. Um, I can see anything upwards of 280 yards and maybe two scores. So I like Gardner Minshew a lot against Miami. Um, my next guy um, is going to be Drew Brees. Um, I think he comes back to the to the to um, to their home, to the Superdome, and he get things right. You know, they kind of uh, look, look, look pretty bad on, on Monday night against um, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know if it's because uh, the Saints aren't as good as we thought, or maybe the Vegas Raiders are better than we thought. And it's probably the latter. So uh, I like Drew Brees coming back home um, against Green Bay. I kind of envision that could be a potential shootout. Um, so I like Drew Brees coming, getting things right. Um, my next guy is uh, Brian Tannehill. He's going to be against Minnesota. And uh starting to see a theme here where we can kind of start plugging in our, our fantasy guys against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, they're – getting off to a very dicey start to say the least. So um Brian Tannehill is a guy that if you know if you you know if you have him in your lineup or if you know if you're kind of a, a toss up between him and another QB, I like Tannehill a lot. And then I'm gonna go my and lastly my sleeper um is Joe Barrow. Uh, he's going against Philadelphia. Um we saw Barrow last week against Cleveland. He was he was spraying it all over the yard. Now granted I don't envision him throwing sixty one times again. But uh, he he's starting to show why he was the number one pick. I, I, in my personal belief, he's he's the real deal. Um, so I I, I can see Joe Burrow doing some nice things against Philly this weekend. Uh, who you got as, as your starters? Um, I'm gonna pick up right. We both are in agreement here, man. I really like um, Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow this week. Um, Minnesota again. They're just they're young and they're banged up, man. They're they're literally pulling guys off the streets to play cornerback in the NFL, and that's like. Truly, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a passing league, and you know you're already young, and we got to get, we have to get corners off the street. <laughs> yeah, you know, let alone not draft picks, but corners off the street. You don't want to be living that way in the in the uh, National Football League. So, you know, I you know expect you know big days for Ryan Tannehill. Um, and to pivot to Joe Burrow I, again, he looked he looked really well. Um, against Cleveland this week. Um, again, uh, Philadelphia's defense thus far has been, you know, um, least resistance. And they, you know, <laughs> we're going to have a segment that I'm adding into that is uh, least resistance 
as well as accepting blocks. And they've been just a combination of both to stop the season. They've been least resistance, meaning you could just go and do whatever you want. They won't resist you all day. And that's, I, I think this trend continues. I've seen nothing that's going to, you know, seems that they're, they're, they're um, trying to slow down any team. So um, I think Joe Burrow has a nice day this weekend as well. Um, the other guy, I'll give you a couple of names, other names as well. I think could be um, nice plug-in options this week. Um, I think um, Kirk Cousins bounced back uh, this week as well. Um, again, I think um, he sometimes does put up these these stinker of a games and, you know, no reason why, but I think um, he bounces back this week because they got to put up points this week. Obviously, their defense is in a, in a bit of a hole, and I just think um, – you know, they're going to be chasing points possibly. And I think, you know, from a volume perspective, he should put up pretty decent weeks. I'm sure he wants to redeem himself from last week as well. Um, also, I like um, I like the same thing uh, with Chicago Bears this week. I kind of like Mitchell Trubisky. Again, Atlanta could put up points. Um, you know, it might not be quite a shootout, but he could be a nice volume play again. Um this week as well, uh, just for the nature of, you know, Atlanta's offense hasn't been a problem all year. The defense just can't stop anybody. So assuming that same trend happens in week three, I imagine they'll still put up points um, this week. And I imagine, you know, Chicago, Chicago's going to have to throw the ball. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't think they're um, exactly, you know, running it down Atlanta's throats as well. So in my um, sort of my sneaky play this week, um, I know, um, you know, um, New England's defense has, you know, generally been, you know, you know, you generally made such a quarterback. Say, but I like the way Derek Carr has been playing this year so far. I like what the Rays have done. I think he's a sneaky good play this week. I think that game has the potential for fireworks, um, possibly. Now, you know, I think that he could be a nice, you know, plug and play option as well uh, this week. Cool, cool. All right. So with that, um, those those are actually some solid options there. So with that, I'm going to go right to our QB sits and um, two guys on my who I have on my QB sits. They're actually both playing in the same game. And I'm going to that San Francisco, um, New York Giants game. Um, I envision a stinker. Um, I will probably watch old episodes of Murder, She Wrote, than to watch uh, this, this this game. Um, you got Garoppolo. He's, he's banged up. He's down to RB. Uh, he's, he's still without his top receiver. And, and this point total for this game was 41 and a half. So um, not a lot to be expected in this. And then the same goes for um, Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I envision him as a guy we're going to have a sit column a lot this year. He's he's down, you know, his all-world running back. And and and, and I think he's down Sterling Shepard this weekend as well. So both QBs, I, I'm fading big time. I want no parts of them. And and, and lastly, um, in my sit for QBs, I'm going to go with um, Matthew Stafford of Detroit. They go up against Arizona. So um, this could be a potential where he's chasing points and, you may kind of get some garbage points for you, but um, I don't think they have enough bullets in the gun, so to speak, to kind of roll with those guys, punch for punch. So um, I wouldn't maybe consider him a true sit per se, but I'm, I'm going to kind of be a buyer beware on, on Matt Stafford this week. Um, who who kind of fits the mold for your sits for this week? Um, so, yeah, my sit of the week is Sam Darnold. And matter of fact, you know, I want to apologize to our listeners out there because I had um, a recommendation to play the Jets defense uh, this year. And for the record, you should not touch any Jets players for the rest of the year. Um, maybe in the pinch, if you have to, obviously, you may play um, uh, Jay Crowder. But other than that, man, you're not touching them, man. They they are in the category of offer least resistance. 
Um, you can kind of do whatever you want with them. Um, Sam Donald has no options on the outside. Their running game, their running game starts a guy that's nearly our age at running back. So that tells you the confidence that they have in their younger guys. You, you generally want to play RBs that are, you know, 25 and under maybe, or you're 30 and under. Yeah. They're going the opposite direction to start a 40-year-old guy. Nothing against uh, Frank Gore. Sucks. That's a heck of a conversation, but I got to imagine you got problems if you start in a 40-year-old running back on a week-to-week basis. So Precisely, um, precisely. <laughs> so, um, you know, Sam Darno and, and you know, we haven't got to that position, but if you got a Jets in your lineup, you might as well just um, – you know, give up that week. You, you have what we like to call a bye week in fantasy if you're playing the Jets uh, this <laughs> week. So um, my next uh, sit is um, I have Teddy Bridgewater this week going up against the San Diego Chargers. Um, I thought the San Diego Chargers played really pretty well defensively last week. Um, I think the, the first three quarters almost, they uh, pretty shut down uh, Kansas City offense for the most part. And then, you know, they, you know, they got it going um, in the last quarter. But, you know, Obviously, you know, uh, Carolina is not Kansas City and, you know, they don't have the weapons that they do. I think, um, you know, with the loss of with the loss of uh, Christian McCaffrey and um, I just think the San Diego is, um, you know, defense is pretty good. And I just, you know, don't think, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to put up, you know, you know, numbers the, the worthiest start this week. So um, I'm having him sit this week as well. And I'm piggyback, uh, piggyback on you with Matthew Stafford. I have him as a as a as a sit this week as well. He didn't look good. I'm not sure what Matt Patricia's got going on up there. You know, every year, you know, it's it's he wants to yeah, you know, I think he wants to run the ball, but next thing you know, Stafford's back there throwing, you know, 40, 50 times a game. And, you know, I, I saw him doing, you know, throwing a few <laughs> out route pick sixes. So I don't I completely <laughs> don't know what's know what's going on there. But for our users, I don't think you should chance it. You know, there's other, you know, certainly other options you have than I think to play Matthew Stafford this week. And my two guys that you're probably not sitting, but I would curve my expectation this week. Uh, two quarterbacks I'll give you are uh, Tom Brady and Jared Goff. Um, Tom Brady was Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos has always been tough. Uh, the defense is still pretty solid. Um, and I think they may try to, you know, mix up and run the ball. So not saying you should sit them, but certainly curb your expectations with them. This week and Jared Goff, um, he actually had a pretty solid day against Philly next week. And maybe what we did did the session last week, we were just a little bit maybe, you know, had higher expectations of Philly and maybe you know him coming back to the East Coast and playing, you know, maybe a, a actual solid defense. He may be a, a, a sort of a beware can this week or a sick can this week. But you know, Buffalo is, um, you know, I think personally for me, part of the reason he's in my sick category because. They're going from, you know, west to east, back-to-back weeks. I don't know if that was such a good idea. I know San Francisco stayed on the east coast, but, you know, um, that's part of my rationale for having him sit. And it's a tough matchup as well. So, um, a Buffalo, you know, has um, a lot of talent on defensive end of football. And I just think maybe this isn't this isn't Jared Goff's week. So, those are my uh, okay. sits for the week. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Um so with that being said, we're going to our first break, and then when we return back from our break, we're going to go into our running back and wide receiver starts and sits. So you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the MSU Fantasy Gurus. You got Otis Pitt here along with Steve Lyons. Um, first segment, we just covered our QB starts and sits for the week. Um, and we're going to roll right into our running back um, starts and sits. And, Steve, I'm going to start off with a guy who I envision um, having a – 
pretty phenomenal week. And, that, and that's Miles Sanders, um, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm just going to look at the sample size, what I saw last week. Uh, Miles Sanders goes against uh, Cincinnati. And last week we saw the Cleveland uh, Cleveland backfield, both running backs to be exact, uh, go buck wild on that Cincinnati defense. So uh, Miles Sanders looks, appears to be healthy from the hamstring injury. Um, I can see him getting a very nice workload. So he's a, my, somebody who will, uh, will be a premier running back in my eyes this week. Um, next on the list, I, I'm going to go with um, Kenyon Drake of Arizona. They, they play Detroit. And uh, I can see Kyler Murray out there doing his thing. But I think, you know, uh, I can't join the blank and the coach out there. Um, but I think they're going to kind of reinforce the running game a little bit. I, you know, whether it's be screen, screen Cliff, game yeah, or Cliff Kingsbury, things of yeah. that sort. I, I like I like, I like Kenyon Drake. Um, a lot this week. So I see him uh, bouncing back, so to speak, because I think he kind of had an average start thus far, not, you know, not really yielding the return. A lot of, a lot of our owners have kind of expected of him. And, and lastly, um, I'm going to go with another guy from uh, Jacksonville on this Thursday night game. I like this James Robinson guy. Um, you know, he's part of the reason why they, they parted ways with Fortnite. Um, he goes against Miami. I think you mentioned Miami is one of those uh, teams with no resistance. <laughs> uh, so I, I like I like James Robinson a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing this game. The only thing I don't like is that he wears number 38. I think that's a pretty tacky <laughs> number for, for I think it's a tacky number for a starting NFL running back. But maybe he needs to change to like number 24 or something. But besides that, I like I like dude a lot. Who who you got for your starts? Yeah, I'm uh payback off your Miles Saunders. I think he has a week. Uh, he looked good last uh, last week. Um, against the Rams as well. Had a look like he had a nice bouncing step. I think he continues um, that trend against the Bengals. The Bengals have been banged up along their front line. And, you know, as you mentioned, you saw Kareem Hunt and um, uh, Nick Chubb did his um, on Thursday night football last week. So I think Miles Saunders gets it going, gets it going as well. Um, I'm taking you know him this week. Um, again, I'm going to pick on the Jets. I think you start the whole Indianapolis backfield. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor <laughs> and Nahi Rhymes this week. I think it's just, you know, that team is just defensively, mentally just seems checked out to me after two weeks. Uh, but I think both those guys are solid plays this week. I think they get to, you know, get to run the, run the ball. And um, they should be a solid fantasy starts this week. Um, I'm also um, queuing up um, James Conner this week. I really like him going up against Houston. Um, teams have been able to run run the ball pretty well. Um Clyde Edwards in week one, uh, Ingram and um, J.K. Dobbins last week had pretty good games. And I think uh, James Conner, uh, maybe Benny Snell as well, uh, continue the trend. So he's in my, you know, plug, you know, certainly plug him and play him um, this week. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, who, who do you have your sits at RB this week? So my sits at RB this week, man, um, I'm sitting, again, the Detroit backfield. Again, I mentioned earlier, I don't, I'm not sure what Matt Patricia and the have going with their running back situation. You got two guys that you drafted in the first round, like a year or so apart. Then you got this Adrian Peterson stuff going on. So um, if possible, I'm staying away from that backfield. Obviously, I guess if you know, you have to play somebody, I would you know, curve the expectations because it's, it's a mess until they really figure out what they're going to do. So um, that, that backfield I'm staying away from. Um, I'm sitting Todd Gurley this week. Again, um, I don't, I'm not – I'm not sure what the plan is in Atlanta, but I just know <laughs> as that game got close to the fourth quarter, Todd Gurley wasn't getting key carries. And in my head, I'm thinking, I know they're not preserving them, 
you know, on the cups of going 0 and 2, when you got low management going in week two, you got to be kidding <laughs> exactly. me, right? This ain't week nine and you, you know, you eight and one or something like that. And you're okay, you're trying to play a long game, but brother, you 0 and 2, you, you better get your best guys on the field. So, um, again, I'm, again, they're going to go against Chicago Bears. They're tough on the run, but, you know, they're playing magical, magical running backs at, um, excuse me, musical running backs in Atlanta. So, um, I'm staying away from uh, Todd Gurley this week. Um, uh, my next cool. hit is uh, um, Melvin Gordon. I'm staying away with him again this week. Tampa Bay, you go look at Tampa Bay. Maybe they did make the last year. Tampa Bay is pretty hard on the run. Um, teams don't run pretty good on them. Um, that's been a trend the first two weeks. Um, and last week, uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, they really limited him. If he went for those two scores, he's looking at 20 carries for like uh, 60 yards. So, Ouch. Um, certainly, wow. yeah, if, if <laughs> I'm not necessarily queuing up any running backs going up against uh, Tampa Bay's uh, their run defense at the moment. So, And um, my last one, this kind of buyer beware uh, sit um, is Josh Jacobs. Uh, you're more likely playing them, but, you know, New England has a way of scheming against guys and, you know, you're probably not sitting them, but just, you know, kind of kind of curb it this week. And I think he may be dealing with a slight injury as well. So, um, so those, those are the guys that are my um, sit column. How about you? Cool. Um, I'm going to piggyback. I'm not going to chime on, chime on it too much. But that Adrian Peterson thing, um, I'm specifically tar- targeting him as a sit uh, against Arizona. Um, Detroit's going to be chasing points, and we know that, Adrian Peterson, you know, he, he, you know, he's not the most savvy at pass catching. So um, I, I don't think this will be a good week for him, just, just flat out. Um, and then two other guys I have listed on my sits are some or some hot uh, waiver wire picks this week. And I'm going to kind of preface this by saying that, um, you know, when you add these waiver wire guys, you know, you know that they're fulfilling a role that the starter, you know, no longer can, can fill. But um, I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson and, and, and uh, going against the Buffalo. And, and Deion Lewis of the Giants going against San Fran. Um, the opportunities will present themselves, but they're not – like, Deion Lewis is not Saquon Barkley, like, playing the same. So, <laughs> uh, I don't – you know, he, he wasn't even someone who I envisioned, like, as a someone that should be considered a handcuff to, to, the, to the Saquon <laughs> drafters. So, um, he, he'll put it like this. Deion Lewis, he'll, he'll be out there on the field. He'll be out there. <laughs> he'll be a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, he he'll be out there, but you know, you could you could he could probably go work at Dollar General this weekend because he's not going to have much of an impact <laughs> on that game. Just a, as one of our fantasy uh, players would say, just a warm body. <laughs> yeah, he's he just a warm body. He's just a guy that's he's just a guy with a helmet and shoulder pad. He's just going to break the huddle and and then go on about, about his business. And uh, and and I would probably like I said, I'm going to sit Daryl Henderson as well. Um, we know that uh. Cam Akers is out, um, and, and Malcolm Brown. I think he's a little dinged up. He may play, but Daryl Henderson. I know he's kind of like a hot waiver wide guy, but I, I'm I'm going to stay away from him as well. Uh, Buffalo's no chop liver um, defensively, so that, those are the guys that I'm going to, you know, definitely uh, keep keep my keep at bay for this week. Hello, everyone. We're going to get right into our wide receiver starts for the week. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying that. Uh, I nailed my start of the week for wide receivers last week, and that was um, – and this week I'm, I'm having the same giddy feeling about another receiver, and that's uh, Sedarian Marcel Lamb, a.k.a. C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're going up against Seattle, 
Um, and he not and, and, and I'm seeing some. He's he's trending in the right direction. Um, last week he had six for 106 off nine targets, and like I said, they're going against Seattle. Who um, last week we just saw Edelman, uh, Julian Edelman for the Patriots. He he turned into the second coming of Sterling Sharp last week. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of CD Lamb big time this week. Um, next I have is uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, he's going up against Arizona, and I don't necessarily subscribe to the of uh, someone pay, plays against Patrick Peterson, their instant sit. Um, I can't subscribe to that after I saw Terry McClellan, Terry McClellan for the uh, Washington football team get busy last week. So I like Kenny Galladay um, and a 55-point total for this game. Um, and it's his first week back, so I imagine you know, he's kind of kick, he's a kick, kick off some rust, and he's, he's he's healthy now. So I think he does big things. And then, and then lastly, I'm going to go right back to that Seattle-Dallas game. Um, Steve, as you know, uh, that 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 Cowboys defense that's they're they're they're, they're softer than Twinkie filling. So um, I'm going to start Tyler Lockett this week. And, and no and no exaggeration here. I, I see a scenario where he he maybe put up upwards of 150 yards receiving um, at the at the wide receiver position. So those are my three starts at the at the wide receiver spot. What guys are you are you looking to put in lineups this week? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, so. So I'm going to start right where you left off, off that Dallas and Seattle game, man. I, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind right now. Um, you got Tyler Lockett. I got uh, DK Metcalf. I think, I, I think they spread. They, they, he stays in a shotgun all day, stays in full wide, just eats them up all day. I don't think Dallas has no answers in the secondary. I just think it's a field day for those receivers. And sign me up for Lockett and DK Metcalf all day. They both they both may have you know uppers of 100, 100 yards receiving um, that day. So uh, I'm on board with both those. Um, I like uh, OBJ this week going up against the uh, Washington franchise. I think um, I don't think he's going to put up the massive numbers that people may have been accustomed to. You know, maybe at his time as New York, um, just because they have so many targets. But I think he's good for. I think he gets still gets the target share. I think he still you know, has the opportunities to, um, you know, they look for him when they throw the ball down the field or play action, and I think he's worthy of a start this week. Um, my next start this week, I'm starting Keenan Allen. Um, again, uh, Carolina's defense, um, so far they're young. They don't offer much resistance as well, in the, at least in the passing game. <laughs> I think this is a good – I think this is a good week for Keenan Allen. Um to, um, you know, kind of have them locked and loaded this week, even though they started a uh, rookie quarterback and Justin um, Herbert, but um, I don't think that matters. I think, you know, I watched him last week. I actually was kind of impressed how he played last week, so I don't think the, about Tyrod being out is, you know, is, um, is a downgrade on on um, Keenan Allen this week. So so start 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 him and sleep well. <laughs> 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 and um, my next um, start, kind of a sneaky player, um, I really like um, A.J. Green this week. Um, at least to get it going. Um, I think, you know, first few weeks really kind of hasn't done much. But, you know, I think, he, uh, they, you know, they try to him and Joe Burrow get on the same page this week. Um, going, again, going up against Philly, man, I just don't don't trust them. Um, they're not offering much resistance as well. And nothing nothing suggests that they'll start that this week. So I looked at, um, you know, I look for him, those two, to get it going. You know, and those are my uh, wide receiver starts this week. So um, I'll let you pick up with the sits. Okay, so I have this week um, for my sits. I have uh, three guys here, and then I have a buyer beware as well. 
Um, first guy I have on my set, I'm going to go with Will Fuller. He's going up against uh, Pittsburgh. And, and Steve, I don't, I don't know if, if Joe Hayden's uh, drinking like you know went to the Fountain of View for something, but he's like locking dudes up. Um, <laughs> so Will Will Fuller and his half a hamstring can, can come have a seat. Can come have a seat next to me this weekend. Um, he he's not somebody I'm putting in the lineup. Um, next, if you have this guy in your lineup, if he's even if he's even on your roster, you're probably in the world of trouble. But I don't, I don't like Golden Tate. Um, so. It, uh, against San Francisco, um, I know they're down Sterling Shepard, so you know they got two serviceable receivers, but um, just not getting a good vibe on Golden Tate and 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 uh, Daniel Jones thus far. So Golden Tate, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to stay away from that. Um, next, I'm going to go with a guy who's put up some numbers thus far. Um, that's Robbie Anderson, um, Carolina Panthers. Uh, up until this point, weeks one and two, he's both he's had over 100 yards in, in, in both of those outings. So. Uh, you know, those owners are probably going to feel comfortable rolling him out, but he's someone I will probably um, temper expectations on. I don't, I don't, I don't think he gets a uh, hundred this week, but um, you know, you may be in a pension. You may probably still have to still start him, but he's someone I'm a little, a little leery of. And then uh, lastly, my buyer beware um, probably be impossible to sit him, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little cautious on Julio Jones this week, to be honest with you. Um, going against the bears, uh, they have Kyle Fuller corner, you know, he's, he's, I was saying above average corner, but Julio appears to be kind of nursing some form of an injury. Um, he didn't look good last week. He, he, this, you know, that suspect Dallas defense, he only had two catches against him. So, uh, I, not a good vibe. It, it, this is just more of a gut feeling more than anything. And like I said, I know a lot of our listeners have to start him. He was a first or second round pick, but he's somebody who, uh, you know, things may get a little dicey this week for Julio. Uh, who, who you got for your sits at wide receiver? Yeah, um, I'm going to pick up, uh, continue going to the world with the Jets. Um, stay away from any of those <laughs> wide receivers as much as possible. Um, they um, they shouldn't be in your lineup. Again, uh, I caution if you have Jason Crowder, you absolutely need somebody, then fine. But other than that, um, no Jets uh, skill position players should be in your lineup this week <laughs> and probably for the foreseeable weeks. Um, next, I have um, – uh, Henry Ruggs this week going up against uh, Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think um, Stephon Gilmore got literally sauteed last week, and um, I think you know he he wants to um, you know so, you know come back and redeem himself um, last week. I mean the, the thing that was interesting last week that I felt totally like it was like a wild moment was like they were hunting Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they were hunting him. Like I was like wow. So this is an all-pro corner that's being hunted. So I'm sure, you know, you know, if he's any kind of competitor, he's going to come back, you know, ready to lock down some man. I, I got to imagine he, he's going to be lined up against Ruggs this week. Um, and so I'm I'm predicting, you know, a uh, sit for him. Um, my next uh, two guys, these are kind of guys to be aware of. Um, um, Stephon Diggs, uh, I'm sure, you you know, you may have drafted him the first five rounds you're playing them, but, my guess is you have he might be followed by Jalen Ramsey a lot. Uh, I'm curbing my expectations with them. I know he got you eight eight for one fifty three in the score last week, but you know I don't know if those type numbers get put up um, this week. So I'm not saying you got to sit him, but certainly um, you know currently curb your expectations of him this week. And uh, lastly, um, same thing, stink with that same game. Um, I'm a kind of buy you know. Not buyer's expectations, <laughs> buyer's remorse, but um, I'm sitting or you know, current my expectations with Robert Woods going up against Davis White this week. 
Um, same thing for him. Not saying that you, you know, going to sit him because you're probably drafting him within the first five rounds, but certainly someone that sort of, you know, may not uh, produce as, you know, as you expected because of the matchup. So um, with that, um, I'm going to jump right into the uh, my tight end starts okay. this week. Um, All right. So my first tight end, again, I'm going to go pick on the Minnesota Vikings because, again, you can't get DBs and safeties off the street. So cue me up for uh, Jonah Smith again this week. Um, I don't think, you know, Minnesota's secondary has any answers, and I think this is a good week for him. Um, and then um, my, my other kind of a sneaky play for Thursday night is uh, Tyler Eifert. Uh, he had a pretty decent uh, week last week, had, you know, had a receiving touchdown. And um, I think, um, you know, for, for our listeners that are tight and needy, man, if he's sitting in your pool, I think he's a safe uh, plug and play this week um, at the tight end position. So, and then um, oh, one more. Um, I do like um, for the Dallas Cowboys, again, this is more of a, I think this game just offers so much fantasy appeal that I think you got to give a look out to um, the, the Dallas tight end, Dan, uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Blake Jarwin is out this week and, you know, I, both teams are just going to be, I think, putting up points all over the place. And I got to imagine, you know, you're going to probably probably get you a, a, a sneaky score, like a stat line, like three and 40 and a touchdown. And that's that's all you need from your tight end is a, is a touchdown and, and, and it's gold. So um, I'm definitely, um, you need to tie in, certainly consider, you know, consider him an option this week as well. So uh, with that, man, who do you got starting? Um, Just to kind of echo some of your, what things you said. So with that Dallas-Seattle game, that's, they're clearly the highest point total for this week. That their point total for that game is a 55 and a half. So Vegas can already see that, you know, no defense is really going to show up in that game. So um, I could definitely see Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz getting you like some, some sneaky points in that matchup. And like you said, even a touchdown. And and uh, as far as what you mentioned with um, John O. Smith, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that dude. I'm, I'm, I'm so he, I guess what last two years or so, he's kind of, been uh you know the backup sort of speak to Delaney Walker I don't know maybe they were just giving Delaney Walker kind of like a charity exit or something but <laughs> this, this this John o. Smith is a real deal man so you know he I think you got your spot on with that one um as far as my tight end I got one guy in here who uh I'm, I'm going with Jared Cook um uh, was Green Bay we know that uh um, mm. you know Michael Michael Thomas is still out and you know as far as pass catching options you know Drew Drew Brees doesn't have a full complement of weapons but uh I like Jared Cook a lot this week. Um, they're playing against Green Bay. That game's a fifty-two and a half point total, so the ball will be in the air, and uh, he's he's going to get his targets. Let's just put it that way. He won't he won't be lacking for targets. Um, so those that's my tight end start for the week, and uh, I'm going to transition right to my sit for the week. Um, once again, I'll preface this by saying a lot of our owners probably can't sit this guy. He was started and probably drafted in the first five or six rounds. Um, I'm kind of buyer bewareish on uh. On, on Darren Waller of uh, of Las Vegas, um, as you mentioned, the New England defense they kind of aim to, to remove your best player or kind of focus on the guy who who you know who gets busy, so to speak. So we saw last week Darren Waller he 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 uh he shredded he shredded uh, uh, New Orleans Saints. I think he had like sixteen targets. That's unprecedented for a tight end. So um, I I can honestly say I don't see him in uh, replicating that performance. So he's uh, if I can have a better option, I may go with that. Um, did you uh, did you mention your tight end sit for the week yet? No, no, and that's fine. Um, so yeah, my sit. Um, I'm sitting Evan Ingram this week. Um, yeah, again, yeah. I, the, the Giants are uh, there in my my team of 
of least resistance of least resistance. Well, both New York franchises that way. I don't know what Daniel Jones going got going on, but John's it's about to be a competition about who's getting the Trevor Williams sweet stakes the way both those teams are going. So uh, I'm not sitting, I'm not uh, touching Evan Ringham this week, especially going up against San Francisco. So um, he's kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, sit, you know, a sit tight end for the week. So, and I echo your same sentiments on um, Darren Waller. I think, you know, he, that brother has, I don't know if he's a wide receiver or tight end. All I know is he has 16 targets on Monday night. And, um, you know, you really don't force feed that unless it's a receiver. This brother getting <laughs> force fed like he all pro receivers. So I'm not quite sure, you know, that happens again Sunday, but. It's a certainly fine thing to watch somebody get 16 targets in one game. So uh, I think Belichick, you know, calms that down and, you know, kind of forces them to do something else. So um, I'm, I'm in your boat with sitting, you know, um, not sitting them, but it's like I don't know he's picking up those numbers again this week. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, man, you know what, partner, and part of before we get to our defense, I just got, I got to harp on this, this Evan Ingram thing for a quick second. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to take – him and his lack of performance is kind of personal because I drafted him in one of my leagues, <laughs> and and I would imagine the talent is there. I don't I don't like his his just his his his, his presence on the field. It, it bothers me. Um, he, you know he he doesn't exude like toughness and you know kind of a go get it attitude. I think if you put me and him in a phone booth, I'll definitely be able to get out of that phone booth. Um, <laughs> if you put Evan Ingram in the phone booth with me, so I, I just wanted to. Just, just, just lash out at him for a second, but you got the, you got the floor, sir. <laughs> so understood and understood, man. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, so going to our defenses, man. Um, I have the, um, again, you know, I'm, I'm just picking, I'm, I'm just picking on the Jets. You can, you can sleep comfortably. Put plug it in the Colts defense this week. Um, I look for that. I look for that to be a solid plug and play this week. Um, Again, I like nothing of what the Jets got going on offensively at all. And um, I think it's a, um, you know, game where, you know, I see sacks, you know, turnovers, you know, et cetera, for the Colts. So, um, certainly plugging them in, um, you know, as my as my defense this week. And then um, I like the um, I like the Cardinals defense this week. I think, um, you know, again, I don't, I'm not sure what Detroit's got going on. But, you know, to me, Matthew Savvy hasn't looked good. I'm not even saying it's him but when I watch them play it just seems like something's just missing like there's some type of like they're missing direction I think you know they're built they're built to run the ball but yet they throw it a hundred times a game so I don't know but I think um I'm starting the Cardinals defense I think um you know they get some turnovers you know they, may, they probably give up some points but I think it's one of those games where you know yeah the ball is gonna be flying a lot but there's a lot of opportunities for INTs and sacks too so um, for that's sure, what for you sure. <laughs> that's what you look for in your defense. So um, I'm taking them. And then my sort of sit defense this week, um, you know, I, I think they rebound a little bit. But, man, I, I kind of do like what the um, what Las Vegas is doing. So unless I have to, I'm probably sitting the Patriots uh, defense down again this week. I think, uh, you know, Las Vegas, they look they, to me, they look good the first few weeks. Um, they've been the team that, that, that's just been impressive. Um um, so to me personally, um, for so far this year, and you know, unless you have to play them, I would stick. I'm sticking away from the uh, Patriots defense this week. I think that could be a possible lot of points scored in that game as well. So, how about you? Which who who do you have as your defensive sits and starts this week? Um, a defense that if I can find in the pool, I don't think they're there. A defense that I love a lot this week in particular 
I'm going to go to um, L.A. Chargers. They, um, they're playing Carolina. Uh, as we know, Carolina's down. Um, they're all world running back, Christian McCaffrey. And um, they're starting uh, – Mike Mike Davis at, at running back, and I don't know if you've seen Mike Davis, but he looks like pork, <laughs> Porky Pig, Porky Pig at running back. So, um, I don't think he'll duplicate anything McCaffrey does this weekend. Um, he may get you some cheap catches, but um, you know, this segment isn't about Mike Davis. Obviously, it's more about the Chargers. But uh, I, I love the Chargers <laughs> a ton this week. Um, I, I honestly don't see how Teddy Bridgewater can like really truly move the ball in this game. Um, Chargers, they they played KC last week. They played a hell of a game defensively. So, um, I I think Carolina have a tough way to go. Um, so I'm going to start uh, my Chargers defense this week. And my sit, uh, I'm going I'm going to go with um Matt Nagy's Chicago Bears defense. Um, they're they're a solid defense, but I I, I could see Maddie Ice carving them like a turkey this weekend. So um, um, and even with my little buyer beware for Julio uh earlier in the segment. Um, Chicago's a defense. I'm uh, I'm just gonna kind of be a little leery of because, uh, like I stated, Maddie Maddie Ice is he's he's throwing the ball over the yard, and uh, Atlanta's zero and two, so they should have something to play for. So I would probably fade Chicago. Um, and then you know, lastly, I guess so that kind of concludes our defensive starts. All right, MSU fantasy gurus, we're gonna wrap up our final segment by talking about some of our daily plays. Uh, Steve, you have any any stacks or any punt plays, things of this from a tournament standpoint this week? Yeah. Um, so from a from a stack or you know, two guys that I really like this week, um, that, that should cost you, you know, look, you know, not too much. Uh, I'm gonna go with Odell Beckham Jr. and uh Baker Mayfield. Um, I think the Washington front, you know, the Washington franchise St. Front seven is amazing, but I think they still got question marks in the back half of secondary. I think this is a opportunity again for Baker Mayfield. You know, I think he has a pretty solid game. And I think, you know, that could be a nice stack that um that will lead you to um you know lead you to um success in your daily plays, your tournament plays. And then uh, I want to go into the Monday night football game with the Chiefs and Ravens. Um I really like Willie Sneed this week as a as a uh player that certainly will cost you little or nothing that could um, you know, pay dividends into some of the da- the daily fantasy plays as well. You know, with, with Baltimore's offense, you know, you got the running game, you got the tight ends, you got Marquise Brown. Um, and then, you know, I, I think it's easy to forget about, but, you know, um, Snead is, a, um, is still, a, still a decent receiver, pretty good receiver, I won't say decent, but someone who legitimately could, you know, could have a good game because, you know, you're focused on everything else. And they kind of, you know, sneak him, you know, kind of around the corner on you. So um, I look for, you know, look for that. That could be a possible um, play in your fantasy leagues, uh, daily fantasy leagues this week. Um, what are Willie your thoughts? Sne- okay, I'm going to on Willie Sneed. Uh, last time I checked, I think he had a mullet. He, does he still have his mullet? <laughs> I got to check that out. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I can put a, a black guy with a mullet in my fantasy lineup. So I'm, uh, <laughs> you, you you enjoy that one, partner. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no, uh, understood. Um, that that ball, like you stated, that Baltimore KFC uh, game. Um, I expect a lot of points. Um, on the board. So, um, the the punt play I have actually this week is in that same game. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Miko Hartman. Um, you know he he's one of these guys who once every once out of every four or five games he just does something insane. Uh, I, I feel he has something insane in his back pocket. Um. Like I said, it's gonna probably be low ownership. Probably, you know, 
less than 15% of the owners would even own him um, from a tournament standpoint. So I could see him having some ridiculous three for 95 and a touchdown type of situation. Um, so me, Cole Harden is kind of my sneaky punt play for this week. And then as far as my, my stacks of the week, um, Hey, I hate to be the dead horse, but I got, I got to pick on this Minnesota defense again. I'm, I, I like, Ryan, <laughs> I like Ryan Tannehill and, and some combination of, uh, Corey Davis or, uh, John U. Smith. Um, and more, more probably mean, leaning more towards the Tannehill and, uh, John U. Smith combo. I, like I mentioned in the last segment, I love John U. Smith. I think he's a real deal. And and, and Tannehill spraying this ball. You know they got Derrick Henry at running back. We know we know his resume, but I I see a scenario where where you know Tannehill and, and those guys expose the Minnesota defense again. So that's kind of my stack of the week as well as my my punt plays for the week. So that that kind of you know concludes the daily segment portion of the show. Any any other takeaways before we wrap up? Yeah, again, um, thanks. So that again, I want to just remind our user, uh, our listeners, especially our first-time listeners. You know, our show focuses on starting sits that aren't aren't that obvious. You know, uh, fantasy players that you're playing in your lineup. You know, obviously you're playing. You know, Patrick Mahomes. You're playing them. Um, you're, you're playing. Um, you know, Albert Kamara and those guys every week. We out. We want our listeners to come to this show. Look for difference makers that will. You know. Uh, will more likely help you win or lose your matchup. So guys, it's kind of under radar that we think will have good weeks for you and be um, determinants and, you know, hopefully you win and lose. And so I just wanted to just to get that out there, especially for our first time, uh, first time listeners. So um, the next thing is, you know, as you set your lineup, you know, listen to the podcast, you know, but most importantly, when you go through all this, trust your, trust your eyes and go with your heart. Um, you know, that's often my takeaway, you know, trust what you're seeing on the field, and um, you know, make decisions with your heart. You'll be fine, win or loss. You know that you didn't, you know, you didn't lose the game because you relied on something else that somebody told you. Because uh, at the end of the day, when we give you advice, you know, and each of us will tell you, we go with our heart and we go what we see on TV. So that's right, um, that's right. And that's it, man. Have fun, and then, then I wish all you guys the best success for week three. Yep. Um. Same here, partner. I have nothing to add. You 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 hit the nail on the head. Um. Like you said, it just. Have fun with this thing and trust your eyes and, you know, and, and go with that. So um, I have nothing to add. So with that being said, that concludes our, our, our week three show. We want to just thank our listeners and uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Yep. Catch up with you later. All right, man.